For too many years, we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets, and ride two and three-year-olds. We're expected to follow fashionable trends, like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground, and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of a horse. This sounds crazy to me, because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show, you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work, and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe that collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together. And that bitless bridles, California hackamores, bosal and macates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust and partnership together and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get this show started. About two years ago, I was hosting a clinic in Ireland. Now I was riding Matilda at the clinic and she was doing really well. But there was one small issue that was going on the whole time. She was a little herd bound to Ozzy. So while we were able to work on new things together, I could just often feel that slight drag back towards the gate that led out to the paddock where Ozzy was. Now it was small, but it was influencing our balance and it was causing Matilda to drift a little towards the gate while we were riding. Now I would rather that my horse is with me and not mentally with another horse who is a paddock away. And if you were to look at us, honestly, you probably wouldn't even have noticed the issue, but I felt it. And after two days of this clinic, I really wanted to fix it. So I decided on that third morning of the clinic that I would get up really early and that Matilda and I would do a session alone together in the arena at 7.30 a.m. before anyone else had arrived to feed their horses. So I dragged myself out of bed at 6.30 a.m. on the last day of the clinic. Usually I'm absolutely wrecked, so this was a bit of a challenge. I checked on all the horses, sorted out my horses, and the sun had just begun to rise. And it was warm. It was actually beautiful. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. It was kind of one of those magical and still mornings. So Matilda was out in the paddock. So I walked over, put her halter on, and then we walked together towards the arena. Now, honestly, I wasn't expecting much. She's not hugely herd bound, but having this had been just a consistent little thing over the last couple of days. So my plan going into the session was just that we'd improve it a tiny bit. And honestly, I would have been happy with any sort of progress. And because we were going to be riding all that day at the official clinic, I wanted to do about 20 minutes with her just on the ground, keep things easy and fun and not do too much. So anyway, we walked into the arena and there was such a special feeling that morning in the arena because the early morning sun had flooded all over the sand and the entire arena just looked like a movie set or something. It was a little crazy. So I decided the best way to build a little connection together and have some fun would be to try some liberty work together. And it would definitely tell me if she was herd bound, because if she was herd bound and she was loose at liberty, she would probably just stay by the gate and wish she was back out in the paddock with Ozzy. But no, Matilda looked directly at me and she said, Elaine, what are we going to do together? 
I was like, Matilda, let's try some liberty work. I think you like it and we can see we can move together. So she said, sounds good, Elaine, show me how to do it. So that morning, as the sun rose across Ireland and everybody was still asleep in bed, Matilda and I literally danced at Liberty around the arena. It was one of those really special moments that you can have with your horse, like when they're totally focused on you and every step you make is mirrored by them and you feel this almost magical thought connection between you both. I was blown away. It was not what I had expected was going to happen at all. And at Liberty, we were able to walk together, stop together, turn back up and then trot off together side by side. It was literally the coolest feeling in the world. So after about 20 minutes, I told Matilda that she was wonderful, that she was the best horse in Ireland. And I opened the gate and led her back out to the paddock where Ozzy was. We took every single step together and I was really grateful that I knew some Liberty exercises that I was able to try out with her and build that connection. And now I know Liberty can sometimes be overwhelming, like where do you start if you've never done it before, so I completely get that. But what I did after this was I actually videoed the exact exercises I did that morning with Matilda and if you're interested in maybe trying them out yourself all you have to do is go to dancingatliberty.com and you'll find them all there. Now I want to share with you a fun exercise that you can do at home this week so it's going to be called give your legs a holiday. Very creative title. (laughs) It's a riding exercise so you're going to be riding your horse You don't need any particular place to do it. You don't need any tools or obstacles or anything like that. Just wherever you normally ride your horse is good. So the idea. The goal for this exercise is to stop using your legs all the time because it's actually easy to teach your horse to ignore your legs and then wonder why your horse isn't paying attention to you when you use your legs. And instead, the goal for this exercise is to only use your legs when you need them. So I want to tell you another story about Matilda. I was riding her a year or two ago and we were working on leg eels. But the issue was the leg eels weren't really working. (laughs) There was some sort of miscommunication between Matilda and myself and I couldn't figure it out. But what I did was I said, I'll just take a break for a couple of minutes and think about it and see if I can come up with some kind of new approach or strategy that might make the situation a little bit better. And now I know Matilda, I know that she really wants to learn, I know that she's very focused, I know that she tries really hard. So Matilda wasn't the problem. The problem, I was pretty sure, was something that I was doing or that I wasn't doing. So I wanted to figure out how I could make it easier for her. And I had two options. I could make the cues bigger, which is not really what I ever want to do, to be honest. Or I could see if I could make the cues easier to understand. So I thought, okay, how can I make them easier to understand? So I thought, well, what if I didn't really use my legs very much unless I wanted to to have them to be connected to a specific cue? So what I did is I rode around again and walk. But this time I was really aware of my legs and I made a huge effort not to just use them randomly because sometimes... When we're riding our horses, we use our body to do stuff when we ride, but we have zero awareness of what we're doing, of what our hands are doing, our arms are doing, our legs, our feet. Sometimes they just do stuff and we're not really cognizant of what they're actually doing. So what 
Matilda and I did. We did a few circles and walk. Now, I was using no leg cues whatsoever on this circle. Like, I didn't need to. She's happy to walk on. There was no leg needed. And I was just trying to keep my legs lying quietly by her side. I wanted to keep my legs feeling really relaxed. I wanted to release all the tension in my legs. Because sometimes you can hold tension in your legs or any part of your body and you're not aware of it, but it influences the horse. So I was really making a good effort to try and keep them relaxed and just draped around my horse's side and not have any tension in them and do a couple of circles like this so my legs are literally doing nothing and my horse is just walking around happily and then after a few minutes I asked her to leg yield and I kind of changed a little bit my posture in the saddle and I just touched her the tiniest little bit of one leg well we got a beautiful floaty leg yield across the arena and wow it was like it was really nice. It was so soft and so light. And that was a, a big lesson I should say that Matilda taught me. Don't do more, do less in general. So then when you actually go to use your cues, they're easier to identify for the horse and they're easier for the horse to figure out that they actually mean something. So another story I want to tell you about Ozzy and a kind of a similar issue, different situation, similar issue. It was back again to a problem with my legs. Now I have to tell you a little bit about Ozzy. He's quite economical. He likes to take it easy, probably a little bit like me as well. And when, when I would like Ozzy to go from walk to trot, there's a couple of things that don't work for Ozzy and I wanted to share one of them with you here. So in general with Ozzy, if I put on any type of pressure with my two legs at the same time, it slows him down. So if you think about it, if you're sitting in the saddle and you tighten your legs or you close your legs around the horse's barrel, what's happening is you're restricting the movement of the barrel. And when you restrict the movement of the barrel, because it's all related, you're actually then restricting the movement of the horse's hind feet. And then when the horse's hind feet, when that movement is restricted and they slow down, well, you know, the whole horse is going to slow down really. So. It's really important and this and I think it probably is applicable to a lot of horses just Ozzy in particular is so sensitive with various things that even if you get something a tiny bit wrong he goes whoa Elaine can't do it impossible you need to fix that you know whereas other horses might kind of tolerate it a bit more but Ozzy's like nah not gonna work fix it Elaine so some of the benefits of only using your legs at the moments that you need them for a cue and not using them too much any other time, it's going to help you improve your communication with your horse and it's also going to allow your horse to move more freely. So your homework for this week is I would like you to ride your horse. You can ride just something simple, a few circles or maybe a couple of, figure of figures of eight. And I just want you to notice what your legs are doing how often do you use them on a circle? Do you use one leg or do you use the two legs together? And then why are you using them? Can you release any tension in your legs? So is there actually tension in your legs that you're not aware of, that maybe is always there when you ride and you're not aware of? Can you release the tension? Can you use your legs less? Can you only use them when you need them? So I think hopefully that'll keep you busy this week. So enjoy your homework. And next, I want to say congratulations to some of our amazing online students. So we have Emma Hamilton. So Emma said, I watched your masterclass with Ozzy and it was awesome. I was taught that you need to teach a horse who's boss, otherwise they won't respect you. 
but I always felt that this wasn't right, but I didn't know what to do instead. I feel really validated that you said to not force your horse to do things they aren't confident yet and using this to build their trust in you and that you listen to your horse when they're afraid. I bought my first horse Sky six months ago and she's pretty confident with me on the ground but she gets nervous in certain situations when I ride her. I now realize that I was trying to force her to do what I wanted when she was telling me that she was afraid. It's difficult when everyone is telling you to do something and you feel it's not right. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, 100%. It's all about listening to the horse. Another shout out goes to Jenny Bailey. So Jenny has been working on some pole work exercises. So she said, having seen some wonderful stories in this group, today was my turn to have a great experience. I've been hand walking my girl M through over and around lots of different pole work configurations over the last three weeks. Today, on a terribly windy day, the very scary rattling metal doors in the arena did not phase her one bit. I walked with her and rode her over some poles and she was much more interested in them, in them I should say, than the rattles and the shakes. That's fantastic because absolutely in different arenas when it gets really windy and things start to shake that can really unsettle horses because they're wondering what's going on but lovely to see that the focus of the pole work kind of solved that situation and then we have one of our students who's doing our 100 miles a month challenge this is fanny so she said i'm very pleased with star walking in the comfort zone he was very attentive calm relaxed and responded to all the cues the biggest improvement was that star did not eat any grass he tried but accepted my verbal suggestions not to eat. A great step. My riding instructor was impressed about the progress we made after only five days. The connection has been growing. This has made my day. That's excellent. So well done. Everybody, keep up the good work. And if you'd like to be featured in this section of the podcast or you'd like to read some more inspiring stories about our students all around the world, all you need to do is join our community at starthorselistening.com. So I hope this was useful. If you would like to discover more about my work and my approach to horses, I am going to invite you to join me inside a free masterclass training that I'm holding. So if you want to learn how to improve your horse's confidence and connection and earn your horse's trust without feeling scared, without using gadgets or force. Now, even if your horse is new or they're anxious or maybe they're herd bound or they tend to spook sometimes on trail rides, you can grab a free ticket to this online training at www.masterclasswithelaine.com. I hope to see you there.